Welcome to the other 420. And it's not the 420 you think it is. I'm Sue. And I'm Jill. And our show is about how someone in their 40s and 20s are navigating this crazy world together as Korean American professional women trying to figure out what is happening in our lives. So come join us for the ride. Happy day before Thanksgiving, Jill. I know. Happy eighth episode. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure that we were able to put in a podcast before uh, Thanksgiving. I know. I just came straight off a plane today and I couldn't miss our podcast day. And then where where did you go? I went to Canada for a couple of days um, right before Thanksgiving with my brother. Vancouver, right? We went to Vancouver and... People were saying, um, both my friends and I guess my brother's friends were saying, you know, you guys go to weird places, like the most random places. So earlier in the winter, we went to London and Ireland, and this time we went to Vancouver. Um, I went to Vancouver, I want to say it had to be like 15 years ago with Jim, and it is so nice. It is so nice, and the people are so nice, and it's really clean, which I was pretty surprised. I actually think that... um, a three day because you did two nights three days in vancouver is actually perfect because vancouver is one of those unless you're going skiing or doing some of the like summer activities um there isn't i would say as much like action yeah like on the first day we did all like the main city and then the second day we took this like bus tour ride up to like whistler and we made different stops there and it was really fun. Yeah, I, I love Canada. I I want to go to the east side. Oh, like Toronto? Yeah, and see all the French influences and um, and kind of experience that way, like Niagara Falls, one day. One day. But I heard the Canada side is way better for Niagara Falls than the yeah. New York side. Yeah, I heard that. Um, and it's just like massive. Um, But you did text me, everybody here is so handsome. So handsome, and they're dressed so well. And you were telling them, you know, go find your husband. And I told you, I can't because they're so busy. You know, they all had their headphones, and you can tell that they're getting to a certain destination. So it was hard to find somebody. I feel like that's how Korea is, too. Like, you don't realize, I don't feel like we see it as much here, but maybe it's because people drive. But in Korea, I feel like everybody has... Um, everybody has headphones in all the time. I know, especially in Korea, you don't see people making chit chat on like the subway. You know, like here we talk with, you know, the person at Trader Joe's or, you know, the people next to us, but in other places they don't. You just focus on your own thing. I know. I feel like the only people that wanted to chit chat in Korea were very, very old people. Very, very old people. They just wanted to talk. So, Mm -hmm. um, well, that's good. I mean, it's nice to get away for a few days. For us, I think um, we had our kids were in a uh, musical and it was all weekend and it consumed last week. So I feel like we were go, go, go. And so um, for us, Thanksgiving week is a nice week to just be at home, do some of the things like we wanted to do, like clean and purge. Mm-hmm. I'm a purger. I feel like if I don't get rid of stuff, I don't feel, I'm like the opposite of a hoarder, I realize that, because I've been watching like TikToks of people (laughs) hoarding and then people cleaning it out, and I realize, oh, I have the opposite. If I don't feel like I've purged, I don't feel 
like healthy. And you hate keeping things. Yeah, and so weird because I don't really buy things either. I'm not a buyer, but I did. My son built this whole big, um, not a Lego, but kind of similar like a Lego town. And I told him, okay, we're going to add snow to it and kind of make it part of our holiday decor. And then after the holidays, it's going in the trash. But he worked so hard on it. I know that's what he said too. But I said, you know what? It's meant for the holidays. It's great. (laughs) So that is, you know, so I, we cleaned out certain parts and the rest of this week I'm hoping to clean out as much as possible. But I think that's so funny because that wasn't a thing before I had kids of just wanting to focus on the house or, you know, it was more about like you, like having plans, going out, those kinds of things. It's funny because I'm such a hoarder. You know, I kept my first training bra. And you still have it? I still have it. And even after you moved a lot? Yeah, I still have it. And I think I'm going to give it to my daughter. Yeah, no, I don't have anything. I'm lucky that Jim is a sentimental person, so he keeps all of those things for Mm -hmm. our, our kids. And I want to be that person, but I just feel like the stuff, I can feel the stuff. And I we're how our house is kind of minimalist ish yeah still but i still feel like there's tons of stuff all the time are you cooking for thanksgiving no we actually um i was thinking about this so interesting more because i guess as i'm getting older and my kids get older i wonder about this but um we always since both our families are local we always see them on thanksgiving and we see jim's family at lunchtime and then my family at nighttime and so we're actually hosting my family at our house because it's it's an easy house to host, but then my sister's doing everything, so we just kind of show up, mm-hmm. um, and it's a mix of Korean food and traditional, like, Thanksgiving food, but it's funny, because most people, they don't really eat the Thanksgiving American traditional food, but we still always have it. <laughs> just the Korean food? Yeah, Korean food or something else, and so... Um, we should, you know, like my cousins will be here. So it is like Thanksgiving, not since we got older. And I think um, we kind of controlled it that we we meet more for those holidays. Mm. How about you guys? Well, on Thanksgiving Day, it's just going to be my mom, my dad, me and my second brother. But then on Friday and Saturday, we're going to Joshua Tree. And my oldest brother and my sister-in-law is going to be joining us. So... We'll just be hanging out. Yeah, I, I, I think like um, I wonder how Thanksgiving will look different as you get older, right? For me, as my kids get older, or my family dynamics change with people, you know, um, like what would that look like? And for you, it's once you get a partner and yeah. having to split those holidays, all of those things are so um, it changes, right? It's interesting. I'm curious how it's going to look like. We'll see. Yeah, I already know my oldest probably when he's married, he won't come around that much for those holidays. I no. feel like he'll give in to his wife. And then the second and third, I think, will. But I'm also um, not a traditionalist, so I would be super okay, too. I think, like, going to, like, the Four Seasons for Thanksgiving lunch. Ooh. Just me and Jim. Like, I, I feel like yeah. that's okay, too. Um so it'll be interesting how the night dynamics, but right now for a very long time, it's been, and I think because of the kids, it's 
one family at lunchtime and, and our and it's just Jim's family at lunch and then my family at night. Well, send me pictures. Yeah, we'll talk about next on next week's podcast about it. Let's see. I'm curious. Do you guys fight? Like, do you guys get into arguments when like a lot of family members meet? Mm, it depends, but. On the topic, I don't think as much anymore. But, you know, we're fast eaters. Everybody eats really quickly and then kind of <laughs> does their own thing. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, you, you'll have to tell me next week. Um, but for today's episode, I was thinking we can do uh, part two to our Let's Fall in Love series. Um, so last time we did our set one of the 30 questions or 36 questions. And so I thought that this time we can kind of do set number two and see if we fall even more in love yeah or just uh the i think that for our listeners too this is a really great way for them to learn about us so that they just understand kind of when we share what who we are as people and what our perspectives look like and these are good questions because i told you i think i'm gonna get back on the app yeah it's time it's time it's time for me. I was telling her and she said, why are you so focused on it? But it's been two months exactly um, since, you know, my last situationship ended. So now I feel like right now is a good time. So yeah. I'll take these questions and maybe I'll ask some guys on Hinge. You'll have more conversation starters. So the first question, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future or anything else, what would you want to know? You know, I think for me, I would want to know the future and just did my kids, are they going to have good lives? And not Mm. like, will they be rich? Will they be successful? But just will they feel love? Will they have, will they be able to give love? Will they have the solid foundation of being good people? Because I think... As I'm getting older, that's really important to me is more about like my kids, giving them the tools to be better people. Like I think on, uh, I see on a lot of TikTok, like it has like, these are what the millennials, Gen Z, like all of these baby boomers. And so you just see how people are so different based on the generation. And so for me, I think I want to see, did my kids get everything they need to be successful and happy in life? Nothing about yourself? Well, I I think that they're kind of a reflection of me, right? Because hopefully if I had a good, you know, quotation marks, good life and <laughs> was able to provide them with like their necessities and love, then that would then lead to them having good lives. I think for me, I would just want to know who I end up settling down with. I think right now in... in the mo- like kind of time period that I'm in my life is just who am I gonna find and settle down with and marry? Yeah, I mean, I told you um, when you were texting me that you loved Vancouver. I said I would be so supportive of you moving to Vancouver for a year over you living in LA for a year. I know, but I said Vancouver, LA. That's still a city. I would probably rather move to LA than Vancouver, but. I kind of just want to know what the next maybe 10 years is going to be, you know, where I'll be when I'm 35. Yeah, so. I could see that because that part, I mean, that's when we're so, when you're young, you think about that, right? Is once you have your job, which you have, it's like, okay, 
and who am I going to get married and yeah. how many kids am I going to have? Did you used to play MASH or no? Do you know what that is? Is it Mary? Like, no? it was, a, it's like a a game that we played when you we were younger and it would tell you like what kind of house you'd live in and how many kids oh, you were going to yeah, have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so th- I, I feel like that's your stage right now, right? Yeah. That big wondering. I know. I know. Well, I wish I could ask that if I had a crystal ball. Um, second question, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it? I don't know. You can go first for this one. Let me see. Something that I've dreamed of doing. I've always wanted to skydive, but I haven't done it because I'm scared something might, if anything goes wrong skydiving, it would happen to me. You know, like a parachute doesn't work one day. Like it would be my parachute. Oh, I hate heights. I don't think I could do that. I know I'm terrified of heights, so that's why I want to conquer it. But out of fear, I haven't done it. What about you? Um, you know, I don't think it really drained, but I do. I was talking to one of my other friends about this, about especially after COVID. Would it be it would be kind of nice to just pick up and move and experience a different culture environment for like a year? Oh, yeah. You've you know? talked about that. Yeah. So, like, is it like moving to Vancouver, yeah. the five of us for a year and living in an apartment? We actually have friends that did that for their husband, for her husband's work, moved to the East Coast for two years, and they were going to come back. And um, and you just think, oh, what are the experiences? Like, I think we think about what are the great experiences, but then, you know, it impacts the whole family, like yeah. the kids and and they how you adjust so it seems dreamy but maybe when the kids get older maybe um what is the greatest accomplishment of your life hmm. out of the 40 what years is the greatest accomplishment of your life so far right it's so mm-hmm. far um you know i'm not gonna say even though i think not necessarily my you know having kids and establishing home but uh, separate from that, I think that doesn't have to do with them. I think just my school accomplishments, like being able to go to college and mm-hmm. get two master's degrees and get a doctorate, I do feel like that's a great accomplishment because, especially doing it before, you know, you know, I did it before, right, like 41, 42, 41, wow. 41 I think, um, to get that phase of school kind of out done so I can now you know when I'm 40 to 50 kind of focus on my kids so I feel like that was a great accomplishment that is a great accomplishment I think for me probably it was finishing my master's I remember those two years it was really hard for me because that's when COVID started Mm -hmm. so I think it was just hard on everybody and at that time I was doing full-time school I was working and also doing my internship so I just felt really burnt out. And I remember um, the sem- semester before my last semester, I thought I couldn't do it. And I remember we had our, <clears throat> we had like to do half of a dissertation and I was so behind. And I remember that's when I also went through like a breakup. So like it was just, that kind of perfect storm and I was like oh I can't do it I can't do it I might have to like delay um graduation but 
I did it and then just on graduation day I remember just feeling super proud I think I felt even more proud of getting my master's than my undergraduate degree so well and I think that's what um an accomplishment should be right it should be something that was hard it was hard versus something that's easy yeah so but I feel like I think at this stage that's the greatest one I have so far but I feel like I'll have more down the road yeah and 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 what you define as accomplishment will change I think next question what do you value most in a friendship this is so interesting because I was trying to think of all my friends and what I value about them and what's the common theme and I think for me it's um just being reflective in their true self Hmm. you know I think that um I really value people who are very reflective rather than making excuses because then the conversation in itself also like when you spend time with them it's all about it's just more drama versus like this is why I think this happened I think I could have done this differently in any kind of situation in life so I think for me um, that's something that I really value in a friend is just how reflective they are do you help that friend be reflective well I think you know we talk about this like why people like therapy it's because you have somebody to talk to right and so um I think for me because especially because of work training I know there's a difference between like coaching conversations versus someone just venting versus Mm -hmm. just or somebody needing more of like directives right so I think the same thing goes with when friends come and talk to you it's like is this friend just venting is this friend need like directives or does this friend need coaching to get to what where they need to be I think for me loyalty and I think you know one of the things that I think is one of my greatest trait is my loyalty to my friends and the people around me and so for me I also just expect that same loyalty in a friendship it's so funny because how do you define loyalty? Like they're ready to like rumble with you? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, they'll go down in the trenches with me. If I'm down there, they'll be there fighting for me. Um, yeah, just despite, you know, whatever phase that I'm in in my life, like no matter, you know, what I'm doing, like they'll still be there for me. So I think that's the same loyalty. Yeah, but I also think that for friends... Sometimes you don't have the capacity to give that person what they need at that time. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're not loyal to you. It's just they're not able to navigate their own life. So that's what I, that would be my one piece of thing to think about with that. And I think just like how we talked about in last week's episode, I'm still kind of figuring out my friendships and, you know, what friendship looked like 10 years ago looks different for me now. And so... You know, I say loyalty right now, but maybe in a couple of years, I'll realize like there's other things that I value more in a friendship. So we'll see. Um, I like this question. What is your most treasured memory? I, I know that the answer should be, um, people usually say, at my age with kids like oh when my kids were born Mm -hmm. my wedding but I can't really remember it like I can't really Really? remember the minute by minute so it's so funny like 
treasured. You know, for me, I don't think it's one thing. I think it's whenever we're together or there's a good thing or experience that we went through. Like, we went to Korea this summer, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was three weeks and some days, especially towards the end, it was hot and <sighs> we were tired and people were cranky. But, like, the overall experience... I will treasure because I went with my parents and my sister and it was just a like for my kids too like those opportunities to be together and they can remember those things are always things that I will treasure even though the day-to-day might have been just like awful or just you know hard is it because your experience going there was so amazing that's why you want to go back well Yes, and going to Korea is kind of like, it's an ordeal, right? It's not mm-hmm. like um, you're going to Hawaii, somewhere closer. So yeah. I think a few things. I think when you travel somewhere for the first time, after you leave, you're like, oh, these are all the things I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that redo of being able to do it again. I also think that as the kids get older, we can't take that much time off. Yeah. So one of the things that Jim and I talked about is, when we go back, we'll make an opportunity to go to one different Asian country. So we're actually using the opportunity to go to Japan. So those kinds of things um, just kind of make sense. And then my dad bought an apartment there so he can live part-time just recently. So we'll go mm-hmm. visit there. So, yeah, I think um, that's why we're going. I see. I think for me, my treasured memory i think of summers when i was a kid i think of just waking up in the morning going swimming with my best friend at like our local swimming pool doing sports with my dad riding my scooter with my best friend to the dollar movie theater with five dollars and we would go to the movies but before that we would get like a candy and so it's summers as a kid that i find most memorable for me and I wish that in the future my kids could also have like those types of memories just having like endless fun and feeling like you know we could have so many opportunities in the summertime I don't know it was just a really freeing time as a kid yeah now I I feel like that too but now I feel like summers are different right we're always on the go kids are always on the go yeah um doing this one thing at the next thing and people are just so busy I know, but is that, did you feel that as a kid? Like we weren't, you weren't busy as a kid? Because I think of my childhood, I didn't have, you know, lessons and I didn't have sports or like regimented schedules. It was just more like you wake up, you could go to the library, we could go swimming, you know, we just did whatever we wanted. I think it was easier to get into college. Back Back then. then? So you didn't feel that pressure to try to get your kids to just learn more or or to be better well-rounded you know it's not even just about academics it's like you can take the opportunities and like I sent my kids to the Dana Point Ocean Institute for a week right and it's about yes they love um you know giving the opportunity but it's also about like hopefully that spurs up some kind of passion around oceans and maybe they want to work in that field so marine biology so I think um now everything is kind of more planned, right? Or at least for my 
demographic or my circle. Yeah. And I think when you bring up a good point, those memories that I was talking about, it's more like early elementary. I was in first grade. I was in second grade. But once you get to like fifth, sixth, middle school, high school, summers aren't the same. It's all about studying and academics. What's kind of like in Korea when we would go and you would see tons of kids under the age of six and then you saw no kids over the age of six. No. Because they just are in academies the whole time. Yeah. And so I guess this leads to our next question. What is your most terrible memory? You know, I can't really think of a terrible memory. And I think it's because um, um, I'm the type of person to not dwell on something terrible and then just yeah. kind of think about what makes it better. So I think the hardest thing is like growing up would be like if like my parents got in a fight or, you know, when it's stressful mm. for the child. Yeah. But I've actually been fortunate not to have like, you know, like obviously like the passing of your grandparent or things like that but like my parents are still alive and you know my in-laws like so we've had we've had more um we've had we haven't had as much I would say tragedy Mm -hmm. or knock on wood you know like I you know I had my three kids they were healthy I never had a miscarriage like things that are very similar like common yeah um I haven't experienced, which I know um, I feel very fortunate. I don't know. What about you? My most terrible memory? Um, I think in seventh grade, there was a moment where it was me, my dad, and my mom. We all moved to Vegas for my dad's job. And middle of my seventh grade year, my parents actually had to move back to Merced, which is where my brothers were at. But I remember the the Vegas school said I couldn't go back or they couldn't give me credit for seventh grade. So I couldn't transfer um, because it was a different state or there was something that happened. So I actually had to stay the rest of seventh grade, but my parents couldn't stay. So they actually found um, like a homestay family. And so I stayed with that family and I remember they had like a younger daughter and an older son and then a middle son that was my age and we ended up going to the same school. But that was a terrible time for me because I remember the younger sister would go into my things and she would like steal my money and she would like play with, you know, my clothes and I felt like I couldn't say anything because then you know, I just didn't want to be rude and I wanted to like about them, right? And I remember they weren't the nicest people to me. Like I remember we would, they would all go out and go bowling and then they wouldn't let me bowl. So I just would just sit there and they would, as a family, they would bowl or they would go on like trips and then they would just leave me at home. And so it just wasn't the best situation. And I remember feeling really lonely and you know, just, yeah, just lonely. And I felt like I couldn't tell that to my parents because that was also a hard time in my family's, you know, life as well. Like everybody was struggling. And so I felt like I really couldn't say anything. So it was just a really lonely time and I was kind of going through difficult things in seventh grade. Yeah, that's a crazy story. Yeah, I actually don't really share that often because I think I try to forget it. 
Yeah. Because I don't remember you sharing that you lived in Vegas. And then it also makes you think, like, is it because your parents didn't speak English that that situation happened? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it shouldn't make sense that you couldn't stay in that grade if you move somewhere else. Right? Like, I think about it now, and I'm like, no, I. you can easily just take your kid and go to different, you know, school or different state and say, hey, she did do seventh grade. It's fine. But something got lost in the mix and they said I couldn't leave. So my parents just left me there. Yeah. And it's so funny because you think like, wow, like your little nephew that's going to be born or your own kids, like they have such stability. Yeah. And then you guys didn't have that stability. No. And I just can't imagine now hearing if like a little seventh grader came up to me and told me that story and told me the things that I had experienced, like, I would have been like, hey, that's not acceptable. Like, or if you, your own kid, your, I'm sure your parents would be like, don't do it. Yeah. I actually don't think my parents know the things that I went through when I lived with them. No. I never told them. And also, were they Korean? No, they weren't. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. The whole thing is really fascinating because I also feel like there's probably cultural nuances. And at the end of the day, seventh grade, you're still really young. Yes, I remember feeling really old and mature, but I think about it now, and I'm, and I think, I look at seventh graders now, and I'm like, wow, to think I experienced that at your guys' age, it's really interesting, but I remember my dad, he's never written me, like, a letter, but then he wrote me, like, uh, a letter, and then he sent it to me in Vegas, and it just said, um, I love you with a smiley face, and I remember, like, crying for, like, three hours straight, because I miss my dad so much but i would say that it explains a lot of your personality and being very independent Mm -hmm. about getting things done yeah so without my parents and without like you know my guardians or any type of stability like i really did have to take care of myself at that time in seventh grade like just figuring out you know navigating navigating everything. everything um you know, like field trips or whatever. I remember like I went on this like band trip and I had to figure that out. And they didn't give me like that host family didn't give me a ride. So I remember having to figure out like, oh, can I carpool with you? Can I get to this place? Like, how am I going to get to that place? So it does make you grow up. I know. And that's what I think about too. I think like, man, my own kids, like, can they navigate or do those things? And so just be more independent be more common have more those life skills but then how do you know right but then i feel like it is also a privilege that they don't have to do that right like i wouldn't want to force like my experience onto anybody else so that they have resilience yeah. you know so and some people could have not made that resilience yeah so that's interesting um i actually really like this question um Consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. So this is for Jim. I thought of the, I thought of him when I saw this question. So consider five positive characteristics of your partner. Of Jim. Of Jim. Let's see. He's looking over here. Jim is very... Jim can do anything. Yeah. That's number one. So like MacGyver. That's so true. So from, you know, this is broken. Like I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to program anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have like 
a cloud on my phone. Like, I don't know any of those things because Jim handles it all. And even the kids know they go to Appa and he fixes everything. So he's very resourceful. Okay, that's one. I would say two, Jim is very funny but dry humor. Like, or quick wit, you know. So you can't really, um, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen or what's he going to say. I know Um, you're always left thinking, how'd you think of that? Yeah, pretty quick-winded, you know. Um, Also, Jim is very um, artistic. 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 So, um, like, our whole house, like, for holiday, he decorates everything. Yeah. I don't do anything. Like, we literally just help put up the tree, and then he decorates the whole house. So, he's very artistic. Um, How many more? That was just three. Just three. <laughs> you have um, two more. I would say Jim is very loyal. 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 Yeah, loyal. Um, so I think that's a very important trait. You know, he doesn't get distracted by shiny things yeah. or people. It's just really loyal to our family. And then I would say um, Jim is very smart. He knows yeah. about everything. Which is good, right? Um, he keeps you in the loop. Mm-hmm. Keeps me in the loop, yeah. He's also really warm. I yeah, would say. Yeah, and I think maybe it's because he's a guy. You don't use words like kind. You know, yeah. usually you use those words to describe more females. So I, I feel like but he those is, are all givens. Yeah. He is really warm. I remember um, when my like breakup happened, and I remember like I was crying. You looked at me, and you kicked me. Whereas Jim, he was the only one that, like, gave me a hug and told me it was going to be fine. And so in that aspect, like, he is really warm and understanding and empathetic for sure. Yes. Yeah. And to our kids. And I think, um, and to the people that, you know, um, that we interact with. And I think it is, that's nice having that in a spouse or partner because... Oftentimes, when we meet other couples, like, if you don't feel like the people, especially, I think you get it more from, like, the husbands. If they're not as engaged or, like, into the friendship or, then it makes it a little harder. No, I definitely see Jim being really kind and empathetic and understanding. And that is something that I see and I'm like, oh, I would want that in my partner, right? Um, cause I mean, I see my dad, but I don't really have any role models yet of like marriages and like what a husband should be. Cause you know, all my friends are my age, but then I feel like through you and you know, through our relationship, the three of us, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I would want that in a partner. But you know what I tell you? I said, don't look at someone else's got yard and think that this is what I want. Yeah, she's always like, don't look over the fence. Yeah, because all my friends, you know, we all have a laundry list of complaints (laughs) about our husbands. So I think, but we make it work and everyone is very different and we're growing. But I think that um, every couple is unique. What are the five positive characteristics you think Jim would say about you? Hmm. I feel like it'd be like the opposite of the things that he I said about him. Like I'm not really creative. 
but I'm more like action oriented, like yeah. dependable, yeah, and um, independent, and mm-hmm. I think like I can multitask. Like we're very different in our positive characteristics, but what I think what works is that we're very we have a shared belief on what's right or wrong. So how we parent or yeah. when we hear situations with friends or things like that like we are always kind of on the same page and it's interesting i feel like the gaps in each of you guys the other person fills it right like you know you really don't know how to do a lot of things <laughs> like she's always like how do i do this with my phone how do i do this how do i do that and she's always asking like jim to help her and so in those aspects like you really do um kind of fill each other's needs in that way and I feel like even with like schedules you know Jim's like oh you'll know like Sue will know and you just give him the schedule and he's like okay I'll do it so I think one thing that will be really interesting for you is um and it tells you a lot about the person because I think about my friends who have you know quote-unquote good marriages and I um how he interacts with your family will yeah. tell you a lot about them as a person. Ooh, what are some five so characteristics? I think that um, it's just more like, how do you want this person to treat your family? I feel like, um, especially as the girl, right? You, like, he's gonna, like, your part, your future husband will come over, right, to your house. And when your mom asks him to do something... Like, will he do it or will he complain to you about it? Like, those are the little nuances. Yeah, those are the nuances as you look and you date and you look for partners. You you are going to start thinking about those things of, like, what makes, what's important to you and how he treats and interacts with your family, right? Like, if your dad asks him to, like, my cousin, her husband, he's a really great guy. He's an IT, and I know that he comes over and shows my uncle how to do like mm-hmm. um, work his computer or phone or is always there when something like that breaks for them. Whereas my cousin, I don't even think she answers the phone when they call, <laughs> but he answers. And so I think um, those are the types of things you're going to, you should look for because those are the things at the end of the day when you're married um, dif- will kind of either create arguments or not create arguments Um Especially as your parents get older. Yeah. I was about to ask you this before, but what are the five positive characteristics of me? Because we're supposed to be falling in love. Oh, are we? Yeah. I don't know. Because then if it has different qualities, do you agree or not? Um, <laughs> I would say, what do you think your own five are? What would you say is one? One? Loyalty. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean... I'm a loyal person. Why do you have that look? Because I I don't ever think, maybe because I don't think loyalty is even a word that I would use in my like definition of qualities and traits, but it seems like it's so important to you. Maybe dependable then? Dependable. Yes. Yes. I do think that dependable is for sure. You know, every Wednesday I'll show up at your house to do the podcast. Or just like if I ask you, hey, can you pick up my kid for this? You're, You're there, right? I'm there. Yeah. So. You're very dependable. Um, but just loyalty is just, I don't know. 
maybe it's because I'm watching a lot of Korean dramas right now and I'm watching some of the historical pieces and I see the like the army general next to the king who like kills somebody just because they were told to and I'm like I don't know if that's a great trait that kind of loyalty maybe that's what I think about loyalty really I would do anything for you yeah see, that's my that's loyalty a, see that's the it's not really a trait I don't know anything for you but I would say dependable for sure I think um I think resilient, hmm. for sure. Yeah. You know what? I think next time, we, if we do like a relationship episode, we should have Jim be a guest. Because I want to hear his side of the story. Yeah. Jim's not a talker, but yeah, we can. We'll see. Um, so I think, wouldn't you say you're resilient? I am resilient. Um, maybe one more characteristic I'm thinking. I'm fun. Yeah, you're fun. I'm fun. I always got some fun ideas for us to do. Well, and I think you're like, I don't know if the word is worldly, but, <laughs> but you do know a lot of stuff as well. And I yeah. think that's important because I think that um, it's important to know a lot about the world, right? Just yeah. about, not just politics, but socially and just, you know, you're a very smart, which I guess is smart, you know, smart person too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we talked about this, like what you're looking for in partner. You're not going to want someone who can't engage in conversation with you. Yeah. Hey, I feel like I fell in love with you even more, especially closing out with those questions. But I wonder, do you think that guys could answer these things? I feel like it would be interesting. I feel like you have to be on a deep level, you know, to talk about these questions, especially like what's your most terrible memory? Like I'm not going to share that on my first date with a guy. Well, I just feel like they wouldn't know the answer. It's like you would have to give them these questions as like homework and say on the next date, um, I need you to be able to answer these questions. <laughs> I don't think they are in tune with their yeah answers to this. But we'll see. Once I get back on the dating apps, maybe there's a couple questions I can ask and... I'll yeah. tell the listeners how it ends up being. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if a guy can answer these really quickly. I Maybe that's just my own bias. We'll see, but I think it does work. You and I, I feel much yeah. closer. I feel and like we learned a lot. And hopefully our listeners, too. Yeah, so. But we hope everybody has a great uh, Thanksgiving, and we will see, not see, I guess we will talk. Talk. Share next week. Bye. Bye.